The Witch Who Lost Her Spells. Hello, this is Natasha, and this is a story about Katie, who is an ordinary girl just like me. But there's one thing about Katie that's just a bit different. She's a witch and can do magic spells. Not everyone knows that she's a witch, but some people do. And when something strange happens, like a glove gets out of hand or a nose runs away, Katie is always the first to get blamed. But sometimes it's not her fault. And this is a story about a time when Katie got into lots of trouble, even though she was totally innocent. The story is called "The Witch Who Lost Her Spells." Katie had loads and loads of books, books about stories, books about interesting places, books about famous people in history, books about weird but true facts, books about just about anything you can think of. But the most important one of all was a special secret book that she had written herself. It was her spell book, and every time she learned a new piece of magic, that was where she wrote it down. Normally, Katie kept her spell book at home, and that was where it stayed. But just once, she took it to school to show it to her friend Isis. She let Isis have a quick look, so that she could see how her spells were written in beautiful letters, and how she drew pictures to explain the difficult parts. And then, as class was about to begin, she quickly slipped the book into her bag with her other books. Normally, she would have made all the writing inside invisible, but it was against the rules to do magic at school. And she didn't want anyone to hear her saying the invisible spell. At exactly twelve o'clock, the school bell rang six times. That meant it was a fire drill, and everyone had to go outside into the playground without running or panicking and line up in their class. Katie took her bag and started to walk quickly to the door. Her teacher, Miss Vile, said. Katie, don't run and leave your bag. It's not the procedure to take anything with you. And as Katie really, really didn't want to leave the bag behind, she pleaded, "Please, Miss Vile." Katie, answering back is holding everyone up and putting them in danger. Just put the bag back and follow the procedure. And although Katie thought it was a waste of time to put her bag back on the desk, she did as she was told. There wasn't really a fire; it was just a practice. And soon everyone was allowed back inside to continue their lessons. It was only later that evening, when Katie got home and took out all her books, that she realised that the most important one of all. Was missing. At first, she couldn't quite believe it. She looked through all her books again and again, but no, the spell book wasn't among them. And then she thought back through the day. The fire drill.
she said out loud to herself. That was the only time the book was out of my sight. Somebody must have stolen my book. And although she was very worried, she didn't tell her mother because she knew she would be cross. Instead, she said to herself, "I'll just have to be a detective and discover who took it." Later that day, the whole class had to do a spelling test—not a magic spelling test, but the ordinary sort. We have to write down tricky words. At the end, the children had to swap books with their neighbour and mark each other's tests. Katie marked Isis's book, and you know what? She scored ten out of ten. And Katie thought nobody could know how to spell all of those terrible words. She must have cheated with magic. Isis must have stolen my spell book. And as soon as the bell rang for the end of class. She turned to Isis and demanded, "All right, hand it over. Hand what over? You know perfectly well what. My spell book. You stole it yesterday during the fire drill." And Isis looked like she was going to cry. Katie, how could you say such a nasty thing? I'm your friend. And besides, I left for the drill before you, and came back after you. So if anyone stole your book, it wasn't me. And Katie remembered that it was true. Isis had left before her, and come back after her. So it couldn't have been her that stole her book. Yes, that's right, she said. I'm sorry I accused you, but who could have taken my book? I know who," said Isis. "It was Isabel. When you were showing me your book, she was kind of hovering around, pretending not to be interested. But she's such a nosy Parker. I bet she was listening in." I think she's the one who took your book. Katie and Isis decided not to accuse Isabel straight away, because then she would be on her guard. Instead, they watched her closely to see if she gave herself away. The next day, Isis came into class very excitedly, and whispered into Katie's ear. Have you seen Isabel yet? She's smiling all over her criminal little face. Mrs. Hepworth has said that she can go on holiday two weeks during term time. Her dad is going to California for his work, and he's going to take the family with him to see Disneyland. Mrs. Hepworth never lets anyone take time off school. Isabel must have put a spell on her. And Katie was sure that her friend was right. But then it turned out that it was all a mistake. Isabel's dad had promised to take her to Disneyland, but he hadn't asked Mrs. Hepworth, who was the head teacher. And when he did ask her, she said, "No, not under any circumstances can Mickey Mouse be more important than mathematics."
and Isabel didn't go to Disneyland with her family. So it couldn't have been Isabel who stole the spell book. And then some strange things began to happen around school. Mr. Cotton liked to put his gloves on the table. One time, when he turned his back to write on the whiteboard, a glove started to walk across the table on two fingers. When he turned round, it flopped down again. The whole class started laughing, and Mr. Cotton said, "All right. Will somebody let me in on the big joke?" And Moira said, "Katie did a spell." And Katie could have been in big trouble. Only Mr. Cotton was nice, and didn't tell Mrs. Hepworth. And another time, when Mr. Conroe was teaching French, a marker pen drew funny faces on the whiteboard behind his back. Everyone laughed again. But fortunately, he was too confused to understand what had happened, because he didn't speak very much English. And even if he did, he probably wouldn't have believed it. Somebody was using Katie's spells to play pranks, and Katie was extremely cross about it. For a while, she suspected Gemma, because she won a poetry competition and was invited onto TV to read her poem. But then it turned out that she had written her winning verse long before the spell book went missing, and Katie understood that she hadn't composed it by magic but by skill. And then. Isis suspected Paul because he suddenly grew taller and became quite good-looking, but then Katie thought it couldn't be him because he was too nice. And then something serious happened. It was the evening of the school play, and the children, parents, and school governors packed into the hall to watch it. Mister Appleton had been rehearsing with the drama society for weeks and weeks. Some of the teachers said it was the best thing the school had ever done. It was Romeo and Juliet, and when they got to the famous part where Juliet stands on the balcony, in this case the stepladder, and says, "Oh Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo?" Romeo replied, "I'm here, you silly bat. Have you gone blind?" That wasn't anything like the right line, but Juliet carried on. Tis but thy name that is my enemy. What's in a name? That which we call a sock by any other word would smell like your feet. And Mister Appleton had to jump on stage at this point, and Juliet fell off her stepladder, and generally the evening was the biggest disaster in the whole history of the school. Romeo and Juliet were played by Paul and Gemma, and normally they would have been in big trouble, like expelled from school type of trouble. But both of them swore that they didn't mean to say those words, and Mrs. Hepworth believed them because they both were star pupils and always very well behaved. She thought that somebody had put a spell on them, and she suspected that that person was Katie. Because you see, Katie was the only witch in school that she knew about. Of course, Katie understood right away that she was the prime suspect. 
She worked up all her courage and went to see Mrs. Hepworth in her study. The headmistress said, "So, you've come to confess." And she said it with such certainty that for a moment Katie felt guilty, even though she hadn't done anything wrong. No, she said, truly, honestly, I'm totally innocent. Somebody has stolen my spellbook and is using it. Mrs. Hepworth didn't know whether or not to believe her pleas. Well, Katie. I hope you're not telling lies," she said, "because I shall find out the truth." And this is how she got to the bottom of the matter. Katie's class was looking forward to a special treat at school. The animal man was coming with his travelling zoo. He was bringing rabbits and guinea pigs, harmless snakes, big spiders, and colourful birds. And the children would be allowed to touch them and pick them up. Unexpectedly, Mrs. Hepworth turned up in place of their usual teacher. Under her arm, she held a file on which was written, "Questions and answers." She told the class, "We are going to do a test, and if anyone gets less than seven out of ten." They won't be going to see the animal man tomorrow. Instead, they will stay in with me and do mathematical problems. And the whole class felt gloomy, because this was a nasty surprise. But things got worse. The questions were really hard and quite random, like, "What is the capital?" Of Mongolia, and let A B C and D E F be two triangles, in which angles B and C are equal, respectively, to angles E and F. If A B is not equal to D E. Then which one of them is greater? And who was the seventh prime minister of Canada? Katie did not know the answer to a single question. She looked at Isis. She could see her pen hovering above the paper. Katie said, "Mrs. Hepworth." Stop copying your friend. And Katie thought, "What's the use in copying Isis? She's as stumped as I am." At the end of the test, Mrs. Hepworth collected all the papers and made everyone read quietly while she did the marking. At the end of the lesson, Isis asked, "Please, Mrs. Hepworth, did anyone pass the test?" And Mrs. Hepworth gave a reply that nobody understood. She said, "Which is the witch that wished the wicked wish? Soon we shall find out." When she was gone, Isabel was saying to her friends, "It's all Katie's fault. 
We're being punished because she put a spell on the school play. And several people said, "Yeah, Katie, you should stop doing spells." As Katie was about to go home later that day, Mrs. Hepworth caught up with her in the corridor and asked her to step into her study. "I've got something for you," she said, as she closed the door behind her. And Katie saw that on the head teacher's desk was something very precious. It was her book of spells. I promise I haven't looked at any of your spells," said Mrs. Hepworth. And then she looked a little bit guilty, because head teachers aren't supposed to tell fibs. Well, just a little peek," she admitted. She handed the book to Katie. "Thank you, Mrs. Hepworth," said Katie. "But how?" And Mrs. Hepworth explained. The test I set today wasn't an ordinary one. It was a witch test. A certain somebody answered all the questions, and that certain somebody used magic spells. Your magic spells, which he or she stole. But wasn't that unfair? Asked Katie. What if that person was just very clever, and knew all the answers? The headmistress tapped her nose, and her lips formed a smug smile. You see, they didn't give the right answers; they gave the wrong answers. Not just any old wrong answers. They wrote down the very same wrong answers that were in my file. And the only way they could have seen what had been in my file was by magic. And Katie understood that Mrs. Hepworth had played a very clever trick. Although she wouldn't say who that certain somebody was. Katie waited to see who got expelled, but in fact nobody did, because Mrs. Hepworth thought that if the school governors learned about her special test, they might accuse her of going on a witch hunt, and witch hunts are supposed to be wrong in this day and age. And so, the certain somebody went unpunished. But Mrs. Hepworth knew who that person was, and she was watching them. And that's the story of the witch who lost her spells. And Bertie says, "Do you think you can guess who stole Katie's spells?" Well, maybe we'll find out in the next episode. But until then, there are loads more stories about Katie at StoryNoi.com. Including the witch who got into trouble at school and the Valentine witch. So until next time, from me, Natasha. Bye bye.